Good. The Bible says if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's just amazing. Um, what, a, what a friend we have in Jesus. How many remember that song? Boy, that's, that's so, so good. Thank you, Scott. Continue to pray for uh, Scott's family and Andy. Um, she lost her stepmother. Um, I went to be with Jesus. Just got saved recently. And so um, we just thank the Lord for that, and, but just wanted to give them comfort and all of that. And we've got some dear friends back on this side. It's so good to see these guys back, and uh, Lee and Gary, it's so great to have them back with us as well. God is so good, isn't he? Well, I thought maybe. I'd, uh, it's just, I'm just amazed at what the Lord, I'm, I'm like, okay, God. And then Sandy comes up and says, can I say something? I'm like, okay, I'm stepping out of the way. Uh, so it, God is just, he, he knows exactly where you're at. Is anybody else warm in here besides me? Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to, is it okay if I ditch this? Because, yeah, me too. Thank you. How many fathers are uh, going out to eat today or cooking on the grill or... Something like that. Sometimes, I mean, like we'll say, well, we don't want you to have to cook. Kind of cooking on the grill is not a bad thing if you're a guy. I mean, that's kind of like therapy. So that's good. <laughs> John, I love John. John sends me jokes throughout the week every once in a while. <laughs> he, he said he told his wife to embrace, embrace her mistake, so she hugged him. <laughs> I was, I was just, I just, he cracks me up. And you know, you, you, did you know this? In Hawaii, you cannot celebrate loudly in Hawaii. It's against the law. You have to keep your celebration to a low ha. Thank Mr. Hansen for those. Yeah. <laughs> Counseling will start right after service. Well. Happy Father's Day. Did you see the motorcycle out there? All right, it's not mine. Doggone it. It's John Schmitz, and uh, he is so kind to let us use that. We wanted it for a photo spot out there, so you'll see Top Dad and that out there. That is just out there so that your family, you can put Dad on the bike or whatever, surround him, get a picture, post it on social media, or just have it, you know, whatever you want. But that's what that's, what that's there for. There's also Dad snacks and food out there there we tried to find dad's root beer do you know it's hard to find dad's root beer you you have to order it ahead of time so we didn't get dad's root beer we still got root beer uh so we got i think it's maybe a and w or whatever there's even zero sugar so if you wanted that that's out there and all of men's favorite there's some kind of a slim jim or something out there make sure you chew that before you kiss your wife she'll love you for it And uh, so that's there for you, and please enjoy that. We love you. We're, we're happy to have you here. Before we get started in the message, I want you to check out this video. <laughs> I don't care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. I mean, when I was their age, life was easy, super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. 
We are completely lost. Ooh, sports. It, it, just do whatever the mechanic says to do. Vehicle maintenance is completely overrated. Look, whatever the mechanic is asking, just pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. I wish they had soap operas at night. I like that boy. You should date him. You should date him immediately. Well, what about the creepy guy with the motorcycle? He's cute. Yeah, sure. Spring break in Tahiti sounds fun. Hey, make sure you get all your video games done before you start your homework. You don't have to pass all your classes. What? You have a project due tomorrow and you've known about it for four weeks and you haven't started yet? Sweet! Doesn't anybody want to know if we're there yet? Remember, if you need anything between midnight and 4 a.m., please come wake me up. Hey, I'm on the phone. Could you bring the baby over and let him climb all over me? Hey! Hey, can you please turn that music up? Well, we just stopped for lunch 10 minutes ago, but yeah, let's stop again. I never have trouble with my toddler. I never have trouble with my teenagers. I never have trouble with my adult children. You know, she's right. We are ruining her life. Yes, more homework to correct. All right, whining. Yay, tantrums. Mmm, vomit. We just really need to spoil these kids more. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Okay, remember, make sure you turn on all the lights before you leave the house. Hey, could you leave the front door open for a couple hours? Thanks. Whoa, money really does grow on trees. We thought you'd get a kick out of that. There's another one, but we didn't want, we want to save one for next year. <laughs> oh, God is good. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys from watching wherever you're at. Um, we've been talking about the believer's authority, and the, the whole series is entitled Not Today, Satan. And we are in week 10 of this series. And uh, we've said a lot. We've, we've talked a lot, and we've learned a lot. Uh, why, you know, all these things. Here's some of the questions just to recap a little bit from last week. Why did it take God 4,000 years to come to earth? Couldn't he have come another way? Uh, if God is God, why doesn't he heal everybody? We talked about that. Why doesn't he just heal me? Why am I not prospering? Why can't he do something about it? Why, 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 why? All of these questions. I'm prayed and I'm ready to receive. I'm here and, and why? What's the holdup? So we start peeling all of this stuff back. We started looking at, like, why this is. And we grew up in church. Many of us grew up in church, and we all found out, and we we've talked about the sovereignty of what was taught us in church, that God does whatever he wants when he wants, and, and that's it, and we have no control over that. And we thought we have nothing to do in any of those things. It's just the way it is. It comes back to really us not understanding what the word says, not understanding the authority that God has given us. God is the author of all power and authority, and he gave that to mankind, physical human beings. He then said, you know, when he's done that by his own actions, he's tied his hands. He has now said, I can't just come and do anything. I have given you the authority to do that. He can't just come and say, I'm going to heal this person if that person is yielded to the devil and does not want to be healed. Does that make any sense to you? There are people that are serving the enemy, and they like it. 
Maybe you're saying, I don't serve the enemy, but I can't get my healing. It might be that we just need to understand we might not understand. And if we would understand, we could understand why, well, you don't understand. Understand? I can't say that twice because I'd mess that up. But uh, we might be believing a lie. We might be believing the wrong thing, and it has stopped us from receiving the right thing. I mean, have you ever known, remember when microwaves first came out? Some of you are like, you are old, Brett. You, let, me, let me come at that again. Remember when microwaves first came out? I remember when my mom and dad got a microwave. It was those big jobs, those ones that you almost need a dolly to put on your counter. <laughs> and, but it was, it was, it was funny. And my, my grandmother, my dad's mom, she was like, oh, I'll never use those things. There's, they're worthless. They don't do anything. And, and in the beginning, we all, if you've never used one, how, okay, let me, let me go a different route. How many remember when you've got mail? <laughs> if you never had that before, all of a sudden you're like, I'm important. I got mail. You know, we are like, I, I can't believe that works. Or if you've never had a cell phone and you text and somebody gets it and goes, have you ever texted the wrong person? Me too. You're like, you weren't supposed to get that. Some of those can get real embarrassing, can't they? So, you know, sometimes we, we just, we don't believe it, so we, we just can't receive it. Oh, that would never happen. That's never going to happen, so we just don't receive it. So we're believing things that are true and happening, but we don't believe it because we've been trained or our mind has been trained in a different dimension, so to speak. False information. Get sources that are not from God. Well, the doctor says I'm going to die. So if the doctor says to you is more real than what God's word says to you. Jesus says in his word that he heals all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases. It doesn't say some, it doesn't say part, it says all. See, here's the problem is we haven't been ministers, myself included, we haven't been teaching what we need to be teaching. We haven't been proclaiming what needs to be told. My God heals today. Today he heals. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what Hebrews 13, 8 says. We have to understand that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Did you know that there's no demon in hell can stand up to Jesus? We don't teach that. We teach tolerance. And it's okay. People can go. They have a free will. People can believe what they want. It's America. I get it. Not going to stop you from believing what you want. I don't have to agree with it. I can still love you. You're entitled to whatever you want to believe. I want to believe whatever the book says. That's just where I'm going to land. So if we believe something that someone says that say is not God or goes against what the word says, whether we mean it or not, whatever you believe is going to have the authority and power in your life. Did you catch that? Well, I'm buying this, but I'm not buying that. I think this part of Scripture is true. I don't think this part's true. <clears throat> all Scripture is inspired by God. It is all truth. There is no fault in it. 
You cannot pick and choose. This isn't the buffet bar. Well, I'd like to have that, but I don't want that. You're going to have to take what, this is what God says is truth. So if we're believing something, well, I don't line up with this. But if it's in the word, you better line up with it. You need to. I can't force you. But it might be the reason why some things you're not seeing what you want to see. We are stopping God from working in our lives by what we ultimately believe. It answers all kinds of questions if we look at this. When God speaks, remember this. That's how he releases his power and authority. He cannot lie, so when he says something, it is so. It is so. When God speaks, whamabama. Whamabama. It's so. It becomes a covenant. He cannot violate his word, or if he did, this whole place would just fall apart. The, the world as we know it would go to pieces because it is held by his integrity and his word. Genesis 1, he gave Adam and Eve dominion by speaking. And so he gave the power and authority to them. And so it limited to him what he could or would do on earth. He had to now work through people. God is a spirit. John 4, 24. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. <laughs> he can only flow through people. He will not operate outside of people and somebody said well God did this and nobody was there you don't know if somebody was praying I can tell you right now we prayed for people that are thousands and millions of miles away on the other side of the world have you ever done that there's all kinds of things that are happening if it was just up to God nobody would perish if it was just up to God all would be okay nobody would perish we would all be healthy wealthy and wise we would all be blessed. <laughs> We'd be so blessed, it'd want to make you slap your mama. <laughs> Come here, mama. Where are you? I'm blessed. We'd be walking in total joy and total health and total victory and total power. We'd be able to see God's glory just demonstrated in our homes, in our children. Everything we put our hands to. Do we believe that? If it was up to the devil, who, by the way, is also a spirit and needs to flow through people, we'd all be the exact opposite of what God wants. We'd all be sick, broke, busted, disgusted, depressed. If he had his way. Neither God nor the devil controls the physical world directly. They only exert power through people. You have to be in cooperation. Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. I want to say this, God does own it, but he gave the management of it to you and me. Does that make sense? Psalm 115, 16 says, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. Listen to what this is, this is the Bible, but the earth he has given to the children of men. That's in the Bible. So people are the ones who let Satan or the enemy get his grubby little paws on stuff. We are the ones that did that. Mankind created Satan. God made Lucifer, 
Adam and Eve gave in to Satan. They created, well, they gave in to Lucifer, which created Satan. And he became the god of this world. Not using angelic power, but human authority and power. He still has to use us, and we have to cooperate with him in order for him to be able to do anything. So the enemy has to work through people just like God, because he is a spirit. When God gave authority to mankind, that meant he can no longer do just things on his own. He uses people. He spoke them into existence. And after that, man had to procreate because he had already delegated authority away. Do you see what I'm saying? He made Adam and Eve. And then he gave them dominion. Now they are going to take dominion and they would make little Adams and Eves. Understand? So people had a direct part to play. We had to be in cooperation. Now, the reason it took 4,000 years, we talked a little bit about last week, but after Adam and Eve fell, after they yielded to Lucifer and made Satan, it took 4,000 years for Jesus to show up because God couldn't just speak directly independent of people. He had to speak through people, prophetically. There's all kinds of messages. The Messiah is coming. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of him to... Have you ever picked teams? How many when you were in, in elementary school or middle school or high school or backyard playing backyard football? And Okay, let's, let's pick sides. Jim and, Jim and John or Jim and Sally, you're captains. Just being fair. Well, if you're smart, whoever gets first pick is going to pick the biggest stud there. That If you're playing football, pick the guy that looks like a boulder that nobody can tackle. You know, if Sally was smart, she would say, I want to pick first. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying? People had a direct part. It took, there wasn't a whole lot to pick from. God had to choose his team, so to speak. He, he had to use people to, to speak what was happening, what was coming. Because he had given power and authority away. The Messiah is coming. Even if he showed somebody something, it's going to take faith. He had to show up for, remember the burning bush that didn't get consumed? That's crazy. What if Moses said, ah, it's just the desert playing hallucinations on my mind. <laughs> what, if, what if Paul in the blinding light, whew, somebody put that mirror away. I mean, I don't know, but they had to still believe. They had to hear. Let's look at Isaiah. This is Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. How would you like to be in line to break that news? You'd be considered wacko. Why? Because he said, behold, the virgin will bear a son. You don't have to go to Sesame Street to know that. That means what it means. So there. The virgin's going to have a baby. 
That's what he's saying. He also says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's like, oh, my word. And then Micah prophesied. Malachi prophesied. Zechariah prophesied. He said he would be betrayed. Now, this is, you got to understand, this is Old Testament. He's going to be betrayed by 30 pieces of silver, and they would cast his money on the potter's field. Isn't that what happened to Judas when he betrayed Jesus? You see, God spoke Adam into existence. And the second Adam had to be spoken but where he was going to be born and when he was coming. He would be king of kings and he was conceived by a virgin. It had to be spoken, but he had to get people to know it's him and they had to believe it. He couldn't just find any person, so it had to be people that walked with him and talked with him. God sharing with them a little bit here and there, using different people. Then in Luke 1, the angel Gabriel shows up to Mary and makes this proposal. Now, I'm saying these words on purpose, this proposal, because God could not go against her will. I mean, we don't think about it, but what if she said, I'm not buying in? Then he's got to find somebody else. But he's got prophecy that has been announced. She would have to give her consent and cooperate. Now, she could have heard about Isaiah. She could have read some of the teachings. Because if you remember, Jesus went into the temple and he read some stuff. Even if she thought, you know what, I've been feeling like God wants to use me somehow. But most of us would need some kind of sign. Have you ever done that? I've done that. God, you need to show me. You need to have 17 sparrows spell my name out in the clouds and I'll know it's you. I mean, I've done stupid stuff. Hate to say it, but I have. And sometimes I think I'm just entertainment for God and it, he, I just humor him. <laughs> we did stuff. When we, before we started this church, we stopped at Domino's Pizza. Leaving town, going to get pizza or something. I don't remember exactly why we stopped. And we were talking. So, you know, that's what married people do. Me and PK were talking. And we were talking about starting a church here in Marion. And neither of us, <laughs> that's going to sound bad. Neither of us liked the idea. Because we were both born and raised in Marion. It's not like we didn't like Marion, but kind of most of us thought, oh, man, if we get out of Marion... You know, this is going to be great. Because I'd already been in ministry. And we had offers and stuff. You know, we were looking at stuff south where it's warm. I thought, we, you know, that beach ministry in Hawaii was calling us, but it wasn't really what was happening. But anyway, so we, we said, okay, we sat in Domino's parking lot on Center Street. And I'm not saying to do everything I did. Okay, so, but we both just said okay god and she's right here so she can correct me if i'm wrong you'll probably have to correct me <laughs> i said 
if, okay, God, if this is something you want us to do, and you know, when you're both praying, we're both adding to whatever this is. I just, we need somebody that, that I know and somebody that she knows has to come and tell us. Is that right? Something like that. Nope. See, there you go. You got the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> I covered my tracks. Thank you, Jesus. Touch him till his eyes pop out. Okay. No, I think we both were kind of taken aback by, oh, we, are, we were both at the same time feeling like, like at the same time, felt like the Holy Spirit just yeah, we were crying came in the car that. like, oh my goodness, I feel like the Lord's telling us to start a church. Do you feel that? Yeah, I feel it. So we didn't, we didn't talk. Um, but in my mind, I prayed, this is clicking, but that's okay. I prayed and I said, Lord, if this is you, I have to see someone um, in Domino's because we were picking up a pizza at Domino's that I just haven't seen in a while. I just as a sign. And you were prayed the same thing, but we didn't tell each other. Oh. Yes. I'm so glad anyway, she's we pulled up and there was my two uncles. So it's like double confirmation. Two of my uncles getting out of a van, getting out of a van. Two of my uncles, I hadn't seen them since Christmas. And you went in, and you saw one or two people you knew from well, high school. I went to school, and yeah. they're like, Brent, what are you doing in town? Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> <coughs> so, over 16 years later, here we are. Thank you, God. And now we're very, very honored and very glad that he did that. We, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, but she was told, now, get this. She wanted, I'm sure she would need confirmation that this was really God. I don't know about you, but, you know. So an angel appears to her, and, and he, this is what she was told. It's not a man going to do this, but the Holy Spirit would be the one that would make this thing happen. And Mary says yes. The Holy Spirit can, when she said yes, and I, I want you to understand when we're talking about spoken authority, spoken words. When she said yes, do you know amen means yes and so be it. When God says something and you say yes to it, you are basically saying what Mary's about to say. Let it be. As you have said, let it be. So she says yes to it. So now because cooperation has been accomplished, it can go as spoken. She has yielded to God. Do you know you have a choice? You choose. Choose this day whom you will serve. I'm trying to make this like so the Bible all of a sudden goes, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Not just to make your normal mind go, I wish I'd have known that a long time. But I want us to understand every word of the Bible is true. Could you imagine being Mary and hearing, okay, and she says yes to it. John 1, 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So now the word spoken can come to pass. That's how this happened. The word became flesh. I want that to sink in for just a second. That's how Jesus' physical body was created. Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Understand that Jesus is God. We believe in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are all one. Are we together? 
So we understand that Jesus was God in the flesh. When he walked on the earth, he was God in human form. You also need to understand because he was God, he was always here. He always existed. Before anything was ever existing, God existed. Before the world, there was God. For him to come in this earth with a physical body had to happen through the words that became flesh. The Holy Spirit and the word impregnated Mary. That's like, what? That's almost, you need Bill Nye the science guy. I don't know. Maybe not. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It complements Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When did all this happen? In the beginning. John 1, 2, and 3, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So we, our understanding of this principle is important. If we have no understanding then we really don't know what the word says. We have to understand what God is trying to tell us here. What he says he will do and what he expects us to do. So when I understand, I can see what to do. Have you ever told your child to do something and they thought it was something else? They thought you meant something else? Oh, I'm the only one. Okay. I would tell my... My sons, when they were little, I need you guys to do this. One time we, were, we lived out in the country, and I needed them to bring wood from the barn down into the house. And that was the job. We had to, well, I had to make it clear because evidently I wasn't clear. We had to fill the wall up inside the house. There was a cement part of the wall, and that would last PK all week when I was at the office she could heat the house with the wood burner in there and that would last us for a night I would get the fire started in the morning and she could stoke it during the day and then I'd keep it going at night but it would last us a week but in the beginning I said I need you to bring wood down and put it in here and I you know I just need this filled up but I didn't stress the filled up part so they each brought a piece of wood <laughs> set it in there and I said, guys, where's the wood? And I remember them bringing me out to the garage. It's right there. I didn't want just a piece. I wanted the whole thing filled. You didn't say the whole thing filled. I said I needed that filled. You didn't tell us to fill it. <laughs> so we all ended up filling up the wood. We need to understand. And once we understand, we know what to do. So when I understand, I can see things a little clearer. We need knowledge. We need wisdom. God will give you something, maybe an idea, maybe a business, maybe something. He'll, listen to what I'm saying. I'm using these words on purpose. Impregnate you with a word, with a vision. And you're like, this is just something. It's, it's something that's, I just got to do this. It's something I need to do. Like, we were in the car, and we both were crying. We felt like we had to start this church. He impregnated us with the vision of the church. Are you with me? Now, if you're standing beside me, that doesn't mean you're going to get impregnated with the vision. Especially if you're a dude, you can't get pregnant. I don't care what they tell you. 
Yeah, yeah some guy, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. No matter what the world says, choose this day. My point is this. Being next to somebody, if you're a girl and they're pregnant, doesn't make you pregnant. You can't get it from drinking the water. Don't drink the water. You'll get pregnant. That's not how that works. I have to get understanding, and then that understanding has to get in my belief system. We need to understand that man did not... Now, I'm not trying to be overly graphic. I'm trying to get you to understand something. Man did not produce what it takes to get someone pregnant in this situation. The word of God did. 1 Peter 1.23, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Brett, where are you going? I'm going to explain. The word seed in this scripture is the Greek word for spora, which is where we get how flowers pollinate. That's where we get that term. It is also a derivative. It's also a word which means for sperm. So the same way that a man produces sperm and impregnates a woman, the word is the incorruptible seed. That's how Mary got. The word became what was needed to produce the body of Jesus. God created these natural laws, and he won't violate his own laws. Birth had to happen the way he created it. It had to be through people. But it had to be God's word in this case. So instead of man providing that seed, his word was a seed. We cannot be above God. Now, some of you are still like, I don't even know what he just said. And just hang with me for a second. Just simplify that and just understand Mary, that's, that's the miracle here. It was the word that produced Jesus. She was not with another man. That makes it as simple as I can get it, okay? That's what I'm trying to prove to you. The word became what? Flesh. If you need a healing, take his word and plant it inside your heart. Let it germinate inside your heart. Let it take root and start to grow. Start listening to things. Whatever you focus on, that's where you're headed. If you focus on a lot of worldly things, that's where you're going. But if you focus on the word of God and you start putting that in, the Bible says they overcame him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb. That is Jesus if you're born again. And the word of their testimony, that's Revelation 12, 11. Get yourself a word, young man and young woman, old man, old lady. It doesn't matter who you are what age get yourself a word and put it inside you and apply it and begin to declare it and speak it are you speaking to the mountain about your god or are you telling your god about your mountain can i say to you this morning he already knows about your mountain he gave you authority he can't move without your consent and cooperation now i understand timing i understand all that but i i've got a nephew that's in this building that said couldn't be here and he's back in the nursery and for 10 years we declared 
He had me pull Amy out and say, tell her to get the nursery ready. There was no sign of a baby. And she would just say, kind of like Mary, yes, Lord. And just take it and believe it. And just believe and believe and believe. And Jay and her, and now today, she has a healthy, cute as a button, little Sonny Ray is back in the nursery. <clears throat> but she, she and Jay had to get in. God, if this is what you want, we're in. Are you telling God you're in if he's telling you? Or are you saying, I'm not doing that. God, I'm not, you need somebody else. I'm not doing that. I mean, I have heard God audibly before on several different occasions. And the first time I heard him, he told me, this is, as a matter of fact, his words were this. These were the exact words. I was going to buy tennis shoes with Kim, we, you know, and we were heading to Toledo. And I was watching Richard Roberts baptize people on TV. We're, she was up at Port Clinton on vacation, and I couldn't bear to be away from her, so that's where I was. How many men know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, and they're all getting ready. And this voice comes in the room, and I'm, I could hear it just like I'm talking to you. He says, that's what I want you to do. And I stopped and was like, what? And I went in, knocked on the door, and Beautiful's in there getting ready. Honey, did you say something? No. I didn't say anything. So I shut the door, went over. Charles and Charlotte were in their room getting ready, and I knocked on the door, and Charles answered. And I said, hey, did you need something, boss? He goes, no, I didn't say anything. I went, huh. I went back and sat down. And I heard it again. He said, that's what I want you to do. And the first thing out of my mouth was not something like Mary said. Oh, be it as unto me as as you say. No, I didn't say anything like that. (laughs) I said just the opposite. I said, you do not want me. And this is what he said to me. I don't really understand all this reference, but this is what he said. That's what David said. I don't have no record of David saying that. I don't know if him and David have had a conversation and he said, David, I need you to go do this. Now, you don't want me to go do that. But that's what he said. And I mean, everything in my body was like, wow. And things like that continued to happen to me. And then it got to where I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was irritable. And I went to my pastor and said, this is what's happening. And my pastor said, You need to listen. (laughs) And I was like, you need to be quiet. Of course, I went to him to ask his advice, and he's telling me. And so I finally, I said, okay. So I, I started to do something to go into ministry. And as soon as I started, this peace flooded my spirit. I could sleep. I could eat. I wasn't as irritable. He has given us a choice. James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You have to submit to God, and you have to resist the devil, plain and simple. Submit and resist. And many of us have it backwards. We're submitted to the devil, and we resist God. We don't think we're doing that, but we're doing that. It's not intentional, but it's still happening. We don't understand the laws of God and how they work, so we just let them continue to work against us, because they're laws, and we don't want to be part of it, and we don't want to have to be accountable for it. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of your tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It says death and life are in the power of what we say. 
Many of us aren't winning because we speak against ourselves all the time. I'm guilty of it myself, so I'm just trying to help. If somebody asks you how it's going and you always speak death or you always tell them what's happening right now, I get that. And it's so easy to do. Done that, I have a couple t-shirts of it. But what if we would speak life in the end result? What if we'd be like the woman that said all is well when her son had died? What if nothing would shake us and know that God, my God, he goes before me. My God surrounds me. Greater is he that's in me. Nothing the enemy can do. God can't overcome. What if we were full up of God? Well, Brett, I'm just being honest and truthful. Honest to your senses, but not to your faith. We can help our senses feel better. We all know that. We've all done it before, like at 2 a.m. Oh, Lord, I think he wanted me to eat four pieces of cheesecake. I yielded to that. I had a choice. I think God's trying to tell me to quit eating cheesecake. No, I think that's diabetes trying to tell you to not eat cheesecake anymore. You know, we don't need to eat four. You know what I'm saying? But we'll sometimes, I get it. I understand. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That is a law of God. You will have what you say. Most of us just say what we have. If all you do is speak what the doctor says, what you feel, what you see, what the bank account says, whatever your five senses are screaming at you, and tell me, they do scream. Not what you believe. Please know that I love you. And again, I have been guilty of it myself. We are hung by the tongue. It's a law of God. Speaking life. Speaking the end result. You say, I didn't know that. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Just because you don't know does not make the law null and void. It doesn't stop the law from working. I don't know anything about gravity. I don't know anything. How many think gravity would still work? Even if you don't know. It's a law. You cannot change a law. It's not dependent on my belief or my understanding. It just works. It's already established. The brakes on your car don't work if you don't apply them. You can't just go, brake, and stop. Now, my wife seems to think you can stop the car by doing this or this. We're going anywhere. And, she's, and she speaks in tongues all the time. Wow, Pentecost just hit this car. Stop that car in Jesus' name. But it has to be applied. Pressure has to be applied. Resistance. No pressure, no stopping. The enemy won't quit. You have to make him quit. Ignorance isn't always bliss. There are spiritual laws that God is bound by, and he expects you and I to use them. He put them there for us to learn. You have to 
Do what he says, and you'll have what you say. Death and life are the power of your tongue. If we don't see God invading our situation, don't get mad at God. If you're not being healed or you're not being prosperous, why, God, didn't you help me? Many times we've negated it with our mouth. I've done it. I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm telling you. I have done it. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to be, oh, yes, I believe that law. I'm going to start next week. That's almost like starting a diet just before you hit the buffet. I'm going to diet when I'm done here. Of course you are, because you're full. The Bible says Jesus wants to give you life and more abundantly, but we have to cooperate. Next week, we're going to talk about some of those responsibilities, what God has given us. And a lot of us don't like to know we have responsibility. We kind of like, if I don't know, I'm not accountable for it. Ignorance, again, is not bliss. It's easier to blame God if we don't know and we can just opt out. Our world is in a crazy place. I've talked to ministers that say, I refuse to marry anybody. Because that way, if I don't marry anybody, I'm never put between if I have two people of the same sex that want to get married. I'm just going to tell you right now, I won't marry two people of the same sex. I won't. It's not biblical. But I'll still marry people. Boy, look how quiet that is. Well, I hope that, you know, I'm just saying. You ever hear of cause and effect? People will say stuff like this, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Well, everything happens for a reason. If it's God's will, must be because it happened. Cause and effect. Let me just say this. If you eat a dozen Twinkies every day, the effect of that will be, hey, hey, hey. Love to eat Twinkies. All right. Cause and effect. You'll gain weight. Not the devil. You shove the Twinkies in your mouth. <laughs> you know, they have like a 20-year shelf life or something. Isn't that something crazy? <laughs> I don't know how I'd know that. But. but it's not because of the devil. It's not even because of God. It's because we didn't take responsibility. It's because of the dozen Twinkies. Cause and effect. You have authority. You can obey, you can disobey, you can ignore, you can refuse to understand. You can go in the closet and go, na 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 I'm not listening. There are people, there's religions out there that say if it's not God's will, then you can't do it. So murder, rape, is God's will? Come on. Stealing? Well, it must be his will. He'll allow it according to your faith on that. I'm not getting in line with that stuff. That's not according to the Bible. That's simply dumb. That's with a capital D, and that rhymes with C, and that stands for crap. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go down that road. God limited himself, and it's not that he couldn't do it. That's what I say. <laughs> he won't do it. He won't violate his word with an, because he has integrity. He's already given his word. He's faithful. 
I'm almost finished. I know you hear that every week, don't you? (laughs) Anytime we question God about why he didn't do this or that, we are coming against his delegated authority. You might want to look in the mirror. What did I not do or what maybe I should have done or am I not, you know, is there a what? You might want to ask yourself those kind of questions. Remember, we have authority. The Bible says to heal the sick. After service, I'm going to be right down front here with PK. If you need healing, I'm believing God will heal you today. Peter, the man at the, at the gate, and he was begging. You remember that? He's just, well, this guy's wanting. Now, think if you're a beggar. He's just like, you know, he's not scamming anybody. He's been there a long time. Everybody knows he's, he's lame. Everybody knows. He's not sitting. Oh, I won't go there. Yeah, my wife's shaking at me. Don't go there. <laughs> choose, Brett, choose. Okay. This is what he says. Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter had healing power, and he was about to give it to this man. And it wasn't his power. It's God's power delegated to him. Peter's managing what was given to him. He's the jumper cable, so to speak. And the Bible says, God says, heal the sick. And so that power was in him. And so when Peter said, here's what I've been given, I'm going to give it to you. Because he told me to, so here you go. What if Peter wouldn't have done that? Peter didn't have to do that. I'll tell you what happens. I've told you the story, and I'm just going to make it real short. I'm not even going to go into depth. I was told to go pray for a guy on a Friday. I didn't do it. God told me to do it, and I didn't do it. I knew he told me to do it. I didn't do it. It was like the man was fixed on me. And he died over the weekend. I have to live with that. I don't know if anybody told him about Jesus or not. But I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Cause and effect. Choice. I had to make a choice, and I made the wrong one. This guy gets healed. Peter didn't pray and declared. He didn't pray some religious, oh, Father in heaven, great power from above, thou hast given. He didn't do any of that. He said, Jesus gave me healing. I'm giving it to you. Get up. And this guy's like, bing, bing, bing. 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were, past tense, were healed. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. That's Jesus saying that. He told us to do it. He gave us the power to do it. His power is in you and me if you're a believer in Jesus. You and God are connected by spirit. Unless you do it or another believer does it, who's going to do it? It's, it's not happening. If you're supposed to witness and you don't as somebody else, listen to what God is telling you to do. Somebody has to take their authority and use it. God doesn't flow independent of people. He doesn't move without us. We can't move without him. We must cooperate. His power has been delegated to you. It is under your and my command. That's huge. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name.